0: Chapter 8. The SAS Day. The Strategic Advisory Service, SAS, is a product that Gartner makes available to vendors and end-user organizations. For vendors, it's a day-long, bottom-up review of your products, markets, sales wins, and strategy with a key analyst, or more than one. For end-users, it is a deep dive into either their technology practices and product selections or simply a briefing on the state of a particular technology category. The SAS day is probably not the first of many you will engage with Gardner. It is the most powerful and pays the greatest dividends. This is, in part, where the pay-to-play myth arises. Sure, you have to pay for a SAS day, but you're not buying the analyst's opinion. You're buying his or her time. What you do with that time is up to you. Let's talk about cost. Expect to pay about $12,000 plus travel expenses to get an analyst to spend the day on-site with you. If the analyst has to travel overseas, you may have to pay for two days and business class airfare. But there are other ways to pay for a SaaS day that can lower the out-of-pocket cost. Gartner's sales model is mostly direct. They employ account managers that have geographic and vertical responsibilities and inside sales reps housed in Fort Myers, Florida that work the phones. As a vendor, you will probably work with a sales rep that focuses just on vendors. There are several regions around the world where there are Gartner resellers, independent reps that have the whole territory. Alaska, Hawaii, and Israel are examples of such regions. Negotiate with your Gartner salesperson to get the best deal. They have considerable flexibility. Most vendors will buy a package that includes access to the research in their area, Inquiry privileges, a couple of tickets to Symposium, and one SAS day. This can reduce the cost of that SAS day, but the overall cost can easily be over $30,000. While you're negotiating a package, you may want to try to get booth space at the particular Gartner summit that covers your area, or even at Symposium, but there are separate salespeople for Gartner events, so your sales rep might not have much leeway to offer deals on events. I have known startups, one headed by an ex-Gartner sales exec, who managed to purchase just Sastes. If you have only $12,000 to spend on Gartner, this is the best idea, especially for a young company not yet on a magic quadrant. There are two sides of the Sasté: What information and impression you convey to the analyst, and the advice the analyst provides. Do not discount that advice. There are ineffective analysts, and there are good analysts. The good analysts have seen dozens of companies at the same stage as yours. They participated in similar deep dives with them. They have seen what worked and what failed miserably. Listen to what they say. Ask good questions. This is your chance to learn from their experience, but I'm getting ahead of myself. First we have to plan for the SAS day. While I'm taking the SAS day out of order because of its importance, you must prepare for it with briefings and inquiries. By the time the analyst shows up in your lobby, she should be well-briefed on who you are and what products you sell. Your entire company should be prepped for the meeting, so follow this process. Get on the analyst's calendar. This can be tough. When I was at Gartner, I participated in about 45 SAS and speaking engagement days a year. I once did three in two days, but that's another story. There were analysts who far exceeded my travel days. Enlist your Gartner sales rep to get a date that works for you and the analyst. Expect it to be at least three months out. But check, because the analyst may be in your area sooner and will jump at the chance to limit his days away from home by avoiding one more trip. Once a date is set, make sure to schedule a briefing before the SAS day. If the analyst has been recently briefed by you, keep this one short. Just cover the agenda for the day. There are three goals to this call. One, Set expectations for what you want from the analyst. A presentation on the competitive landscape, the key criteria in the MQ, the CIO perspective, a critique of your go-to-market strategy. 2. Schedule for the day. See below. 3. An invitation to dinner the night before the SAS day. That's right. You're going to ask the analyst out to dinner. You have to do that before the analyst makes his travel arrangements. Otherwise, he is going to make plans for taking an overseas call from his hotel room or present a webinar or go to dinner with a friend in the area or an enterprise the Gartner sales rep is trying to close. This is your chance to build a closer relationship between the analyst and your key execs, preferably your CEO. Oh, and ask the analyst about any food preferences or things to avoid. The dinner can be just a tete-a-tete between your CEO and the analyst, or you can decide to invite more people. Keep it to six max. You don't have to go to the best restaurant in town, but it should be an interesting one. Gartner analysts have seen it all, and as a rule, are gourmands. The other attendees should include the primary contact person, usually the AR person, the VP of sales, the CTO, the CEO, and possibly a happy customer. Do not turn the dinner into a pitch. It's purely a social event to build connections between key company representatives and the analyst. Analysts are talkers. Otherwise, they would not be analysts. And they have vast interests outside the segments they cover. Get to know those interests. One more word. Don't attempt to be too social. Exercise restraint in serving the fine wine and drinks. You want everyone to be in top shape in the morning. Preparing for the SAS Day First, you must prep anyone who is going to participate in the SAS day. Explain them the overall strategy, which you have, right? For engaging Gartner. Provide a detailed bio of the analyst and copies of recent notes she has written. If you have a particularly confrontational CTO or other stakeholder, you may want to have a substitute. There are going to be moments during the SAS day when the adrenaline flows. You don't want those moments to be a heated argument that puts the analyst on the defensive they will remember those moments for the rest of their career and will live to prove themselves right. You want those electricity charge moments to be when the analyst gets it, when something clicks and he sees what you're doing and why it will work. You can't necessarily create that moment, but you can avoid the other kind, other things to include in the prep. Make a list of words to avoid. At all cost, never engage in marketing speak. Scrub all your slide decks of words like synergy and holistic. Some Gartner analysts play a mental game where they replace holistic with imaginary. (laughs) It's fun. Never even come close to providing an MQ analysis. Don't use the phrases ability to execute or completeness of vision. Assign key questions to each participant. They can be broad ones. Where do you think the market is headed? Or specific, what are the top three log management tools with which we should integrate? Give the analyst data. Analysts love data. Next, come up with an agenda. Use this one as a starting place. The agenda. 8 a.m. Introductions. 8.30. Our company vision presented by the CEO. 9.30. Deep dive on product one, CTO or product manager. 10.30. Deep dive on product two, CTO or product manager. 11.30, 11.30, Demo of Product and Development. 12.00, Lunch Brought In, Customer Presentation. 1.30, Sales Strategy and Deep Dive on Results, VP Worldwide Sales. 2.30, Call In from VP of EMEA. 3.30, Presentation from Analyst on State of the Industry. 4.00, Wrap Up. The lunch presentation from an influential customer is one of the most important aspects of the day. The customer's presentation should follow this format, the problem we had, how we chose this vendor, how the problem was solved. The analyst will be completely in his or her element for this. Don't forget, she or he does hundreds of such meetings by phone a year. They will pepper your customer with questions. Pay attention. Note those questions. You're getting an inside glance at how the analyst conducts an inquiry. The analyst presentation can be scheduled earlier in the day, but I find if it is the last session, you can judge how much you impacted the analyst by how he fits you into the story. He will stress the areas where you match his vision and where you're at odds. Wrap up early. Give the poor guy a break. Email the agenda directly to the analyst. This may be your first chance to jump past the Gartner gatekeepers who protect the analyst from direct contact with vendors. His email address is first.last.com at Gartner.com if you do not have it already. Now that you have an agenda, put together the presentations. You should have a rehearsal to make sure that each presenter covers new material. I have seen the same presentation three times in one SAS day. Follow best practices in presentations. Avoid bullet points. Use stories to illustrate points. And provide lots of data. An important point about having other analyst quotes in presentations. Don't do it. If you do, you should not be surprised if you hear a snort of derision when you flash the quote from the IDC or Forrester analyst that says, you are the leader in the space. They won't even recognize the dude's name unless he used to be a Gartner analyst, and that is even worse. He couldn't take the heat, so he left. Or he tried to get rich by joining a vendor, and it went south. Gartner would not take him back, so he had to settle for the second-string analyst firm. That said, if you have a slide of industry recognition and achievements, it's okay to leave another analyst firm there. Just avoid those quotes. A good demo will lead the analyst with the impression that he could use your product himself. He should be able to visualize his clients using your product. The Day Of Just a few points for the SaaS day. Strive to make logistics easy for the analyst. Offer to pick him up from the hotel. Hire a car to take him to the airport at the end of the day. If the analyst has a rental car, make sure he has explicit directions from the hotel to your office. When the analyst arrives, make sure the receptionist is expecting him. If you have a sign that welcomes guests, put a welcome message on it. You don't have a receptionist? That's a problem. There is nothing that creates as bad an impression as arriving in a bare lobby with an empty desk and notice to dial extension, "'Star 781 to reach someone. "'Despite the hours you have spent preparing for this meeting "'and the months you have spent getting to know the analyst, "'he will have forgotten your name. "'He won't know who to ask for. "'He will wonder if he came to the right address. "'That first impression is an important one. "'The analyst has already drawn conclusions from your location. "'Sun Prairie, Wisconsin? "'Drive around to the shipping dock to get in? "'What kind of an outfit is this, anyway?' Don't exacerbate the bad impression with your office. Is your company name clearly visible on the building? Is your company listed in the building directory? Get someone to occupy the front desk. I know that receptionists are not new tech. When your investors visit, they appreciate the Spartan look, but an analyst is looking for signs of prosperity, professionalism, and efficiency. When the receptionist has greeted the analyst and called him in, go to get him right away. Give him the chef's tour on the way to the meeting room. It's early, so you want to make sure that everyone is at their desks on the day of the SASS. That may be a problem with your developers. Just make sure the analyst is not exposed to rows of cubicles with no one in them. You're trying to impress him with the excitement and energy of your company, not with the number of desks you have. If the analyst happens to know someone in your organization from a previous work experience, highly likely, Make sure to walk him by and let them greet each other. Now lead him to your best conference room. They'll make excuses for holding the meeting in the corner of the cafeteria because the CEO is meeting with the board or an important sales meeting is going on. Yes, these are all examples from SAS days I have been on. Have coffee, tea, or Red Bull ready in the meeting room. You do know what the analyst's favorite morning beverage is, don't you? Have a supply of caloric fuel handy, too. Keep in mind that analysts either eat unwisely or they are very health conscious, depending on how long they've been an analyst. The senior analysts are trying to lose weight and stay fit, so offering them baked goods is a problem. Besides, you don't want them falling asleep from a carb coma. At least have yogurt and fruit on hand in addition to the usual bagels and cream cheese. Now the meeting kicks off with the CEO's presentation. Does it have to be the CEO? In most cases, yes. Your CEO is, I hope, the representative of the company's vision. In addition to the instant respect the CEO commands for his accomplishments, perhaps with several previous successful companies the analyst is familiar with, one of your major tasks is to build rapport between the CEO and the analyst. The top CEOs in technology pay considerable attention to Gartner analysts. Bill Gates and many other CEOs have traveled to Stanford for day-long sessions. When I was with Gartner, I attended sessions with the CEOs of Cisco and Semantic. They were engaged and knowledgeable about my coverage area and writing. John Chambers could even quote my own research to me. The only case where it makes sense not to have the CEO present is if you are a division of a very large organization and the CEO is not really identified with your products. I would not expect the CEO of Intel to show up at a SaaS day to discuss McAfee, for instance." As you work your way through the day, get as much as you can from the analyst. Ask questions. Take notes. And, oh yes, don't be put off by one particular type of analyst, the one who shows up carrying nothing. No bag, no computer, no iPad, no pad of paper, no note-taking. He is the expert, and he will remember everything you say. Well, that is the impression he's trying to convey anyway. Provide him with hard copies of the presentations and a pen. This is a good time to talk about confidentiality. Every vendor wants the analyst to sign a non disclosure agreement, NDA. This does not happen. Somewhere buried in your contact with Gartner is language regarding confidentiality, or so your sales reps will tell you, I have not seen it, but that is all you're going to get. Gartner analysts do not sign NDAs, but they are also trained from years of practice not to reveal confidential data. They may have just come from a SaaS day with your competitor, but you'll never know it. The analyst will not reveal what your competitors are doing, just as the analyst will not reveal what you are doing to your competitors. If you're working on a top-secret project, planning an acquisition, or getting ready to sell out, do not reveal it to the analyst. If you're publicly traded, follow all the regulations that bar revealing non-public information. As a rule, analysts do not own stock in companies they track, but you do not want them telling their investor clients inside information. Everyone will get in. Follow-up. Send a thank-you note with any promised documentation to the analyst within a few days of the SAS. If any action items came out of the meeting, record them in this email. Planning the next SAS day. Any more than one SAS day a year is probably overkill. The second SAS day is important for one crucial thing, to demonstrate that you listened to the analyst's advice and took action. If the analyst suggested you open an office in Europe, and you have, make that a key point in the next session. If she provided insights on product positioning and you followed through on them, highlight that too. I'm not suggesting that you put 100% trust in the analyst and do everything they say. At the end of the day, you know your market and customer requirements better than any analyst. I'm just saying that you should demonstrate that you heard the analyst at the last session and took action based on their advice there's no stronger way to influence an analyst directly than to follow their advice and give them credit for it. It works like this. If the analyst tells you to do X, Y, and Z to get in the leader's quadrant, do X, Y, and Z and demonstrate that you did so on the analyst's advice. Boom! You're in the leader's quadrant. It's as simple as that. I saw one vendor do this with great effect. The Gartner analyst tore the vendor up at a SaaS day told them everything they were doing wrong and predicted their immediate demise unless they took corrective action to fit into his vision for the market. They listened carefully, and six months later, convinced him that they had done everything he had suggested. They became the top leader in the next magic quadrant. You have heard that perception is everything. Well, there is some truth in that. Yes, the endless can provide great advice, but he can be completely off-base, too but it's a losing game to try to convince an analyst that he's wrong. You do what you need to do to win in the marketplace. Just apply your influence strategy to convince the analyst that you're complying with their vision at the same time. I don't know if the interview process to become an analyst is still the same at Gartner as it was in 2000, but let me provide some insight about it to highlight why it's so hard to convince an analyst that he's wrong. The candidate is provided with several themes to write on, on the day of the interview, he sits down in a little room under the stairwell in the Stamford headquarters and in two hours writes a research note. Then he is led to a conference room with six or more analysts present, including the hiring manager. He proceeds to defend his conclusions against a group of experts who tear down his ideas. If he backs down in any way, he's not offered a position. End of story. You see why analysts are so stubborn? They are selected for stubbornness. Just to be absolutely clear, I'm not suggesting that you blindly do whatever the analyst tells you. I am suggesting that you align whatever you do with the analyst's expectations.